Welcome back to Hear Me Out. We are your hosts, Caroline and Henna, bringing you yet another episode. And today's extra special episode because we have our first guest here on Hear Me Out. We're so excited to welcome Miss Brewing to the pod today. Hi. <laughs> we're so glad to have you talk with us today about a very prevalent topic in our world today. Uh, today, we're going to be discussing the effects of plastic on our planet. But first, Miss V, do you want to tell us a little bit about your background with science? Sure. Um, I've been a teacher at Brookfield Academy for seven years. Um, I started the ecology class here. When I got here, there was an advanced science class, and I just felt like we really needed an environmental or an ecology course. So I started that a couple years ago. Before that, I was teaching downtown in Milwaukee. Um, And before that, I got my master's um, in teaching science at the secondary level in Colorado. Um, And in college, I studied environmental science. Nice. So before you went into college, how did you know that environmental science is what you wanted to study? I got a little bit of um, encouragement from my dad, who is an environmental and energy lawyer. Oh, of course. So, yeah, I thought I wanted to maybe follow in his footsteps. And then the first class I signed up for in college was an environmental policy class. Mm -hmm. um, And it just really sparked my interest. So we wanted to start off this conversation with a little bit of a shocking statistic from National Geographic. So did you guys know that half of the plastic ever made was produced in the past 15 years? Now, obviously, this is a lot of plastic, and a lot of it is stuff that we use in our day-to-day lives. When we go to the grocery store, they ask, paper or plastic? Most of us, we say plastic. We use single-use plastics every day with straws, utensils, any plastic packaging, and it all really adds up in our day-to-day lives. When you think about it, the amount of plastic we use, like, everything's made of plastic. Like, the toothbrush you use in the morning, plastic. And I feel like the, I think about just how much worse the pandemic has exasperated plastic pollution. Yeah. How much single-use plastic have we used because we were nervous about, you know, viruses Mm -hmm. on the surfaces of things. Now we obviously learned that that's not the primary way you get COVID. Yeah. And, like, this face mask, right? This, mm-hmm. this definitely has plastic in it. Yeah. And yeah. What am I going to do at the end of the day? I'm going to throw it away. Exactly. I can't even, like, fathom the amount of masks that are probably in the ocean right now. Yeah. Like, you see images of, like, little turtles with, like, the masks. It's just, and it's hard it's so sad. It's really sad. It's keeping us healthy, but it's, like, harming other animals. So it's difficult to... Trade-offs. Yeah, to know what you're supposed to do. I feel like you can't... I can't even walk like a block without seeing a face mask on the yeah on the ground okay even in like the locker rank at school you look and there's definitely there's like masks and plastic all over the ground all the time i mean people's like food wrappers and just extra masks and masks that snap and break and they throw them out but it doesn't like quite make it into the garbage can they're on the floor and they're everywhere what is crazy to think about too is when you um if you use a plastic item today that ultimately ends up in the garbage uh scientists estimate that plastics will be around from like bio when when did they biodegrade mm-hmm. it takes like 450 years to maybe never so yeah. plastic items that you use today might be around forever like they might never biodegrade completely um which is just really wild yeah i was doing some research actually on that because i am a chemistry nerd and i was looking <laughs> at the polymer links within plastic and there's really strong bonds between hydrogen carbon and oxygen um and there's even that material and like everyone knows what polyester is obviously Mm -hmm. and it's one of the most widely used polymers the strong chemical arrangement of these polymers uh elongates the decomposition like you were talking about um how long it takes to decompose and this has detrimental effects on the earth it's like crazy to think about yeah 
like how long it actually takes like i know you said like they were estimating like hundreds of years that's like a long time uh while researching for this episode we discovered that uh nine million tons of plastic end up in the ocean alone and also if plastic had been invented when the pilgrims sailed from plymouth england to north america and the mayflower had been stocked with bottled water and plastic wrapped snacks uh their plastic trash would likely still be around for four centuries later than when they actually used it and plastic is just it's always it's also in so many other places than we think too we talked about this a little bit in our fast fashion episode but microplastics within clothes are also a really big contributor to how plastic is polluting the environment and a lot of times people don't even realize that those fibers are in their clothes and when they get rid of stuff like that it's also harming the environment and there's so much that people don't realize has plastic in it besides just things that are obvious like straws and forks and Mm -hmm. things like that yeah um not to completely hate on plastics, because I think we all recognize the importance of plastics. Yeah, we can't live right? without plastics. Yeah, you can't. I mean, they've so many medical advancements from plastics. Um, they've made transportation lighter and more fuel efficient. So those things are good, but it's just so ubiquitous that, it, yeah, it's creating this problem where I feel like pretty soon our oceans are just going to be plastic soup. Yeah, and we've seen like the pictures where it's like the massive like islands of trash all in the oceans. I mean, it's it's kind of sad, but like that's the like world we live in. Like that's our environment. And you think about like how like beautiful nature is sometimes and like the fact that that's happening because of like our own ways. It's sad. I feel it's like really sad. I feel like it's like everyone wants to, you know, when you talk about capitalism, like everyone needs yeah. to make their own product and you know benefit themselves so they benefit themselves at the expense of like nature yeah and when you think about america like the nature is like it's there but like it's not emphasized and that's when we kind of like let loose with like holding nature to like its real value to us is like yeah i think if we're so used to living in this capitalistic society and i i feel like you could kind of come up with a economic solution to you kind of started to mention it to this to this issue the problem is we don't ever value we don't monetarily um ecosystem services right so what's the true value of a clean ocean yeah uh what's the true value of a healthy and clean wetland um what's the true value of species diversity and protecting um endangered species and preventing them go to go from going extinct um so i think because we don't put a monetary value on it and that's kind of how we're used to thinking um it seems like a problem that just won't get addressed until we change our way of thinking we talked about this in micro too like implicit costs and like benefits that you can't actually quantify and like what you lose from it and what you gain from it without there being like a number attached to it and i think part of that is people focus a lot especially when we're talking about like what governments can do too with like fiscal policies and monetary policies about the money and like the budget that goes into spending on certain areas but i think a lot of the benefit that is overlooked from certain things especially like environmental services is the benefit that we get from putting money into fixing our environment yeah i feel like producers don't really see the future for their own businesses like if we have no ocean, there's no export. Like, if we don't have a healthy ocean or, like, o- like an ocean with, like, um, a thriving, like, uh, biodiversity, mm-hmm. like, there can't be... Like, it doesn't work. The system yeah. is broken. I wonder sometimes, too, if companies should be held responsible for the product, like, from cradle, from when it's, like, manufactured. Yeah. 
to the grave, like what happens to it afterwards. Um, and all of those costs are kind of externalized. Yeah. And we get this really cheap product, so no one thinks about yeah. it because it's cheap to buy. Um, but I wonder if there just needs to be some more like company responsibility mm-hmm. from the manufacturing side. And it's hard too because like when those like goods are made and they're cheap, it's of benefit to the consumers because we pay a lower price, but also like when the input costs and the cost of producing those are also cheaper, it's of benefit to the producers too. So people think they're benefiting because they only think about it like monetarily and they don't think about, are they really benefiting in terms of how it's affecting their lives outside of just money? Right. I think part of that's really hard because we value money so much in our lives. And also like those things that you were talking about, those cheap like cheap plastic bags like we use them maybe one time and throw them away Mm -hmm. yeah and one thing I wanted to bring up was how we have this idea in our heads that everything we recycle actually goes towards repurposing and it's used for something better and it won't it's not just seen as trash to us but like is that really the reality yeah I think sometimes you're like oh if I put this item in the recycling bin yeah I'm good yeah my hands are clean Mm -hmm. like you're doing you're doing good work for the earth yeah yeah but you Two, you think about the things that have to go into recycling. So first of all, we produce so much plastic that we don't have the institutions necessary for everything to be appropriately like recycled yeah. and reused. Uh, so there's that. Um, but secondly, you were kind of talking about the chemistry of plastics. And plastics, I mean, what do you have to do to recycle? You have to heat them up. You got to yeah. melt them down. And then they need to like hold on to some of their material so that they can be reused that costs energy the the carbon emissions yeah yeah exactly um so not to discourage you from trying to do the right thing but those are other things you have to think about because by Um, doing the right thing it's also contributing negatively in other ways too that you're not really thinking about i just feel like i wasn't even aware of that until recently that recycling isn't like end all be all yeah same i mean i heard lately that like a large percentage of the stuff that we recycle never gets repurposed and we don't really have that like awareness and ourselves knowing that what we do has costs and benefits and obviously you know we talked about it in micro there's always trade-offs but there's certain things that we just aren't aware of and like you mentioned like the carbon emissions that come from recycling because people think that recycling they're doing a good even when you're doing something like that when recycling is supposed to be the thing that you're doing right it's also negatively harming us in certain ways too i think the effort is there the yeah i agree though people want to do good but maybe we just need to take it one step further and i know in my spanish class we were talking about how in like costa rica like they they're really good at preserving their natural resources because they yeah. built their whole um economy on yeah. ecotourism. yeah yeah, yeah. so they're just like yeah they have a strict like recycling policy and um dedicated areas for wildlife preserving wildlife uh national parks are a huge part hotels have to be a certain uh distance from all the yeah. beaches so yeah you can't even stay on the also beach. there's like no uh petroleum used for to um, power cars like okay they're totally green if that makes sense yeah. so they're one of the most like conscious i know um spanish-speaking countries that are in an effort to preserve their natural resources so that's like a good economical model of how you can apply economics to preserving the environment Mm -hmm. and it seems to work for them yeah i mean it's hard because it works for countries like costa rica but when you have a country like i don't know like the united states where ecotourism isn't how we make most of our money and when you think about it it's just 
our country's a lot larger than Costa Rica, so when the countries get larger and they make more money off of industrialized processes, it's really, really hard to convert all of those to be environmentally friendly. The cool thing, though, so this is something positive. Um, <laughs> in the 80s, uh, there was a huge environmental problem. They discovered, like, uh, a hole in the ozone layer. And, like, the international community came together and was like, oh, we need to fix this. This is problematic. And so um, countries came together. They signed the Montreal Protocol, um, and they fixed the ozone. And they solved the environmental problem. And I, f I feel like plastic pollution is something that has a really obvious solution, right? Yeah, it's yeah. not like someone's going to, there aren't people who are going to say, no, there's not, like, plastic pollution isn't a problem. I think we can all agree that it is. And we know we just need to stop using so much plastic. Mm -hmm. I feel like the solution is obvious, but it's also hard because yeah. plastic yeah. is like in every part of our day. It's just but, such an encompassing problem too. But I feel like everyone has like the ability to just use like maybe one less plastic object or like be aware of like where that is going and how much, how much plastic you're using every day. So I know Miss V, you teach the ecology class. How does the plastic we use affect biodiversity? A yeah, lot. it's it's tough. So you see, obviously, pictures, or you'll see, like, a big whale, um, and they'll open up their stomach, and they'll see, like, tons of plastic, or you can even do that for fish and all sorts of aquatic organisms. A lot of the plastic we use ends up in the oceans, because all the rivers and everything kind of flows down to sea level. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, there's a lot of evidence that suggests, yes, plastics are killing a lot of organisms. Um, they're affecting it, their habitat. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it's getting into their gut, especially microplastics. Um, as far as affecting like the tissues, they're not really worried about plastics impacting the tissues of organisms. What they have found though is like a lot of the plastics that we treat with chemicals um, to like increase their durability, those chemicals have a big impact on like reproductive cycles of organisms. Um, they could have neurological issues because of it. Um, so that can be a big impact that they're looking at. And and remember, like plastics haven't been mass produced that long. It's like only yeah. like, for a few decades. Yeah. There was so they're still studying yeah. all this stuff. So finally, just before we close up, Miss V, do you have any specific suggestions for us on how to reduce the impact that plastic has on our environment in general? I do. Um, you know, it feels so helpless sometimes with these big environmental problems, mm -hmm. but I still think you need to remember that you can make a difference on the individual level. So, you know, one thing that we're, a lot of people are doing are skipping straws. Straws yeah. are so small, you can't recycle them. Um, you can pass on plastic bottles. Um, you can avoid things that have excess packaging. Um, you should continue to recycle when you can. Um, and you should, of course, try not to litter. Um, yeah. And you should definitely give up on those plastic bags at the grocery store. Well, if you guys want to learn or read a little bit more, um, definitely go check out a National Geographic article that came out in, I think, June 2018 was the issue that Caroline and I and Miss V looked at to get a lot of our information from our episode today. Um, thank you guys so much for listening, as always. We are your hosts, Caroline and Henna. And this has been Hear Me 